Chapter Nine of Diversions in Sicily by H. Festing Jones. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Nine, The Madonna and the Personaggi. In August 1901, I was on the mountain and saw a procession representing Noah's Ark and the Universal Deluge, one of those strange and picturesque cavalcades that were formerly more common than they are now usually in other parts of italy the same story is repeated at the same season in one place always the passion at easter in another always the nativity at christmas and so forth on the mountain they have the procession at irregular intervals after perhaps three or four years and the story though now as a rule scriptural is never the same again when it does occur it is as an extra embellishment of the annual harvest thanksgiving it takes place by night and always introduces the madonna di custonaci and now it is time to say a few words about this famous madonna whose influence is felt throughout the whole comune at all times but nowhere more than on the mountain and at no time more than during the harvest thanksgiving mount eryx as everyone knows was in classical times famous for the worship of venus here stood perhaps the most celebrated of all her temples the one with which her name is most familiarly associated, and here, long before Horace wrote of Erecina Ridens, she was worshipped as Aphrodite by the Greeks and as Astarte or Ashtaroth by the Phoenicians. Hardly any vestige of a temple can now be made out, but the remains of the Pelasgic walls that protected the city in prehistoric ages are still to be seen near the Trapani Gate. The late Samuel Butler, author of Erwan, wrote the authoress of the odyssey longmans eighteen ninety seven in support of his view that the odyssey was written by a woman who lived at trapani and upon the mountain and who in the poem described her own country in chapter twelve he quotes thucydides book six chapter two to show that the sicans had inhabited this corner of the island from a very remote period having come probably from spain after the fall of troy some of the trojans who had escaped the greeks migrated to sicily settled in the neighbourhood of the sicans and were altogether called elimi their cities being eryx and segesta the city walls were originally built by the sicans and restored by the phoenicians when they came to the mountain on many of the stones the quarrymen's marks and phoenician characters are still visible it was believed that at certain seasons of the year the goddess left her shrine on the mountain and went over into africa accompanied by all the pigeons of the neighbourhood and this was the occasion for a festival of anagogia footnote offerings made at departure a feast of aphrodite at eryx End of footnote. a little later when the pigeons returned the goddess was believed to come back with them and then there was another festival of catagogia footnote the festival of the return opposite to anagogia from liddell and scott's lexicon end of footnote seeing that she would have had to go little more than one hundred twenty miles in order to reach what is now cape bon and then only to cross the gulf of tunis to arrive at the phoenician colony of carthage one may suppose it probable that these flittings began when astarte was in power in our own time the madonna di custonaci reigns upon the mountain and is protectress of the whole comune her sacred picture is normally in her sanctuary down at custonaci about fifteen kilometres distant 
but when any general calamity afflicts the district it is brought up to the matrice or mother church of the comune on mount erix on these occasions three days of humiliation are proclaimed priests and men their heads crowned with thorns their necks encircled with cords go about the town flagellating themselves in the evening fires are lighted in the balio and all the villages below answer by lighting fires too to show that they are taking part in the general tribulation a document is signed by the syndaco and then the picture is brought from custonaci and set over the great altar in the church of the matrice when it has become quite clear that the anger of heaven has been appeased the picture is taken back to custonaci the calamity that most commonly befalls the comune is a drought or the fear of a drought rain is not wanted while the salt is being made but as soon as that is all under cover in the autumn it is time for the rain to begin otherwise the crops will fail in eighteen ninety three the rain was delayed until matters began to look so serious that it was determined to bring the picture up to the mountain the proper formalities having been observed the people all went out in crowds to welcome it and as it was borne along cried aqua maria aqua rain maria rain meanwhile the clouds were gathering and presently a tremendous thunderstorm came on which drenched them all and they returned to the mountain shouting basta maria basta leave off maria leave off the lightning struck the church and injured four persons who were standing near the altar but the madonna was already in her place and owing to her presence they recovered the picture like many of the thaumaturgic representations of the madonna is the work of st luke the evangelist all except the head which was done by an angel who descended from heaven expressly for the purpose this being so one would expect to find its home on the top of the very mountain itself in the chief place of the comune and not down at an insignificant little village like custonaci some have thought that to allow the sanctuary of a madonna ericina to take the place of the temple of venus ericina would have been to insist on a parallelism about which it was desirable to say as little as possible others believe the real reason why we have a madonna di custonaci to be preserved in the following legend footnote taken partly from oral tradition and partly from le glorie di maria santissima immaculata sotto il titolo di custinacci by maestro f giuseppe castronuovo and feste patronali in sicilia by giuseppe pitre torino palermo carlo clausen nineteen hundred end of footnote a french vessel laden with precious merchandise and also with this still more precious picture was returning to marseilles from alexandria in egypt and while sailing the sicilian seas encountered a furious tempest the more the unhappy mariners laboured to govern their craft the less they succeeded and at last despairing of earthly help they turned their thoughts to the madonna with streaming eyes they knelt before the painting and prayed without ceasing to the queen of heaven that she would be graciously pleased to conduct them safely home for a long time they met with no response but when they were nearing cofano every sailor heard a voice as though coming from the picture and declaring that the madonna desired to be landed on the neighbouring coast whereupon they bound themselves by a vow that if they reached land in safety they would build a sanctuary then and there in memory of their miraculous preservation no sooner was the vow uttered than the wind fell 
the storm ceased and the surface of the waters became as smooth as polished glass over which the fortunate bark glided without guidance into harbour and this to the great astonishment of the crew who observed that her course lay among dangerous shoals and sunken rocks the joyful mariners returned thanks to their blessed protectress and immediately began to perform their vow but while disembarking they found themselves surrounded by a crowd of armed peasants who taking them for turkish pirates ran to the spot with the intention of frustrating their supposed nefarious designs mutual explanations averted bloodshed and the peasants then began to dissuade the sailors from performing their vow in so literal a manner pointing out that they would be abandoning their precious charge to the risk if not the certainty of sacrilegious theft at the hands of the corsairs who frequented that harbour in the end the simple mariners yielded to the arguments of the peasants and with many tears consigned the picture to their care the peasants put it into a cart harnessed with two oxen who started to draw it inland but it would only go in a direction chosen by themselves and after proceeding two or three kilometres lay down and by no means could be persuaded to go a step further this was accepted as an indication of the madonna's approval of what had been done and of her desire that her church should be erected there and on that spot now stands the sanctuary of custonaci the poor sailors grieving bitterly for the loss of their treasure returned to the ship and continued their interrupted voyage till they reached marseilles in safety owing to the culpable negligence of those who ought to have considered it a privilege to be permitted to chronicle the many important miracles which the madonna performed in honour of the arrival of her picture we have particulars of only two cures wrought in those times one on a cripple and the other on a mute any one however who is disposed to doubt that there were many more has only to visit the sanctuary and take note of the large number of votive pictures there exhibited besides how else could the fame of this wonder-working image have travelled abroad so extensively unless the wonders had been not less numerous than undoubted there is uncertainty as to the exact date of the arrival of the picture at the sanctuary some give the year fifteen seventy others consider this too late if only because wills exist dated as far back as fourteen twenty two bequeathing gifts to santa maria di custonaci others say that this need not have anything to do with our madonna because there has been a church or chapel at custonaci dedicated to the virgin from very early times and there is nothing to show that these wills do not refer to the earlier madonna others believe thirteen seventy not fifteen seventy to be the true date we should have something to guide us if we could ascertain how often the picture has been transported to the mountain in times of calamity but here again the culpable negligence of the chroniclers has left us with records of only fifty-one such occasions from the beginning of the sixteenth century to seventeen ninety four that is to say five when the pestilence walked by midday four when the mountains trembled and the earth opened two when the locusts came without number and devoured the fruits of the ground four when war-clouds gathered in the sky and thirty-six when the autumn rains were delayed the disputes extend also to the date of the painting some even denying that it was painted by st luke but to do this they are obliged to ignore all the considerations which support the orthodox view that is to say the place from which the sailors brought it the many wonders performed by it the miraculous preservation of the colouring during all the years that have elapsed since st luke's time 
the widespread belief in the efficacy of its powers and lastly the fact that though many have made the attempt no artist has yet succeeded in producing a perfect copy of the original i asked several people what st luke had to do with alexandria and was always told that st mark's body was brought from there to venice in eight twenty eight why then should not another of the evangelists have been there also why not indeed but this reply was as little satisfying as those with which preoccupied age endeavours to silence inquisitive childhood and produced much the same sort of result spurring me on to further investigations a musician who desires to compose a tune that shall become popular must contrive something apparently original and yet not so original as to demand study it must also contain echoes of other tunes previously popular and yet they must be so indefinite that no one can tell for certain where they come from which is what we mean when we say it is a wise tune that knows its own father similarly the framers of the foregoing legend had to compose an entirely christian story as original as was compatible with the use of the forms of christian legend and yet they could not neglect all the pagan traditions with which their public had been impregnated for generations in the first place the picture must come over the sea everything that arrives in an island does so one of the most effective of the common forms in legend is the arrival of a boat with a precious cargo from a distant land often bringing corn to stay a famine and every one is now familiar with the opening of lohengrin tunis would not do for the point of departure not only because it is where pagan astarte came from when she arrived in sicily but also because it had been moslem since the seventh century and could not have been accepted by the people as a christian seaport it is quite likely that the popularity of the st mark legend determined the selection of alexandria which had the advantage also of being on the coast of the same continent as tunis the storm the vow and the oxen are as much common form in legend as the ship and the next thing that strikes one is the curious similarity between the alternate domiciles of the madonna on the mountain and at custonaci and the flittings of venus ericina to and fro between the mountain and carthage if we look upon the arrival of the picture at Custonaci as involving the transplanting of a piece of africa into sicily much as an ambassador's house is regarded as being part of his own country transplanted into a foreign land we may then consider that the madonna to all intents and purposes still travels between the mountain and africa only she now has an easier journey and avoids actually dwelling among heretics in this view the transporting of her picture backwards and forwards should be looked upon as the modern version of the feasts of anagogia and catagogia it is admitted that the picture has more than once been placed in the hands of skilful modern painters whose services have been called in merely to repair any damage it may have sustained in its journeyings they have had nothing to do therefore with the miraculous preservation of the colouring what these experts thought about the date of the original painting is known only to themselves we need not suppose that they agreed that would have been indeed a miracle and quite a fresh departure for a picture with a reputation earned in a different branch of thaumaturgy it does not much matter however what they thought for experts in matters of art are the victims of such cast-iron prejudices that if once they fancy they see the influence of leonardo da vinci in a picture and take it into their heads that it comes from piedmont 
it will be found the most difficult thing in the world to persuade them that it really was painted in egypt more than one thousand years before giotto we shall probably not be far wrong if we assume that something like the processions of the personaggi involving the display of the most beautiful men and women that could be found took place on the mountain in heathen times as part of the cult of the goddess and that as a compromise they were not abolished but accommodated to christian usages giuseppe pitre in his feste patronali in sicilia gives an account of the procession on the mountain held in seventeen fifty two we are to suppose that the wickedness of the good people of erix had attained to such monstrous proportions that the whole universe incited thereto by observing the anger of god against them took up arms in the cause of justice the madonna di custonaci however intervened and saved her chosen people it began with the wrath of god personified by a warrior armed with thunderbolts and lightning and setting forth to destroy the mountain then came the angry heavens the benignant moon mars and mercury ready to avenge the outrages done to god jove grasping a thunderbolt and about to hurl it against the comune venus anxious to overthrow the city and saturn wetting his golden scythe the sun is obscured the four winds blow terribly the four elements assist in the work of desolation the four seasons threaten misery and affliction mount eryx being convinced by this display that it is in a great danger the genius of the city appears next bearing in his hand a figure of the madonna di custonaci he calls to his assistance divine counsel devotion beneficence and piety and the procession closes with the guardian angel it must have been a magnificent spectacle many clouds have rested on mount eryx since seventeen fifty two and we do not now expose our bedrock of paganism quite so openly this indeed but for the slight veneer of christianity might have passed for a downright pagan procession in eighteen ninety four l'aurora consurgens della cantica was the subject there were twelve figures showing the growth of idolatry and culminating with the emperor julius caesar who it will be remembered accepted worship as a god moreover his death having occurred not half a century before the birth of christ he was naturally followed by the aurora symbolizing the madonna di custonaci and the explanatory pamphlet contained a reference to the song of solomon chapter six verse ten who is she that looketh forth as the morning fair as the moon clear as the sun and terrible as an army with banners after the aurora came the rising sun faith christian civilization mount eryx charity and youth meaning probably that christianity will never grow old in conclusion came a car with a copy of the sacred picture and a chorus of youths it would seem that the personages formerly appeared on foot for the earliest record states that in seventeen fifty they appeared for the first time on horseback in eighteen ninety seven the subject was yael and the cavalcade consisted of eight figures of whom deborah seated in the shade of a palm tree surrounded with a chorus of damsels yael in the tent with sisera nailed to the ground and triumph appeared on cars each of the others being on horseback and the horses being led by grooms suitably attired 
a nocturnal procession whether the figures go on foot on horseback or on cars does not strike one as being a particularly favourable medium for the telling of a story nevertheless by choosing a subject with which the people are more or less familiar by emphasizing the climax and by providing an explanatory pamphlet for twopence a more satisfactory result is produced than one would have supposed probable as i realized when i saw the procession in august nineteen o one the sacred picture had been on the mountain since eighteen ninety three an unusually long time and was now to be taken back to the sanctuary at Custonaci, which during its absence had been beautified in the gothic style the two events of the procession and the return synchronizing there was a double festa lasting four days on the mountain and four days more at Custonaci. End of chapter 9